Welcome to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to have you on board with me today on this Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, and Taco Tuesday on Thursday at Liam Fitzpatrick's. Check out the Liam Fitzpatrick menu, get a cold drink. After the show tonight, head on down that way. They got great specials going on, and it's Thursday, right? It's almost the weekend, so check out Liam Fitzpatrick's over there in Lake Mary. We got so much to cover on the show today. Excellent guests, and we are going to be talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse Verdict Watch. We've been doing this all day on Facebook.com slash The Buff Show Orlando, and check out TheBuffShow.com for all the pat past interviews, podcasts, downloads, and more. Everything on thebuffshow.com. And the newsletter goes out tomorrow. Make sure you sign up for that at thebuffshow.com. But uh, hour number 23 of deliberations in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And some interesting things happened today. First of all, MSNBC, MSDNC, were banned from the courtroom today after apparently one of their producers, uh, reporters, was following the juror bus, all right? And what happens is the bus goes from the courtroom and it's got tinted windows he can't see in and it takes the jurors to wherever they're staying. And so an enterprising reporter for MSDNC decided, you know what, I'm just going to follow the bus, maybe get a couple pictures so we can do a little jury tampering, a little jury intimidation, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're going to do. We're MSNBC. We're the leaders in truth, the, the, the truth that we make up. I mean, Joy Reid works here, for crying out loud, and she's out there talking about white tears and white vigilantism and white privilege. And if you take the word white and replace it with black, you would be fired from your job. So MSNBC is over there saying, yeah, we got Joy Reid. We got a producer. And the reason he got caught, he wouldn't have got caught, but he ran a light. He ran a red light there in Kenosha. I guess they got a few of them. He ran a red light there in Kenosha, and uh, the cop pulled him over, hit him with the tickets, found out he was a reporter for MSNBC. Of course, they put out a statement. He, they completely lied about it, saying, hey, we're just out there doing our job. We're not trying to tamper with the jury, but don't trust a word those guys say, right? And so when he got the infractions from the police officer, um, they got word to the judge that it was media following the bus, made the judge real angry in the case, and he said MSNBC is banned from the courtroom. MSNBC is banned. MSNBC is banned. Can we take them off a of basic cable too? No more singing from Matt Buff on the Buff Show, but that makes me happy. Now, let's talk about the 23 hours, 23 hours of deliberations. And today, a juror asked to bring the jury instructions home. And the judge said, yes, usually in Wisconsin or any other state, when you're in the jury room and you're got, you have your notes and your instructions and your video and your evidence and all that stuff, when you leave, all that's supposed to stay there. Now, the jury should have been sequestered, and sequestered means try to sequester them from the world. And see, they already saw everything they need to see from uh, MSNBC and CNN and everybody before the trial. I don't see a few days mattering because they, you know, let's take what you've heard on TV versus the evidence we've seen. But one juror asked to take the jury instructions home, and the judge said yes. And she was like, um, can I take the jury instructions home? What, what I think is happening is there's two different sides fighting here, two different ones. And one side is saying, hey, look, Grosskreutz, one of the victims who survived, who got his arm vaporized, admitted on the stand that he pointed the gun at Kyle's head. All right. So that charge is thrown out. Huber, Anthony Huber, was the, the skateboard kid that was hitting Kyle of Rittenhouse in the head with the skateboard. Everybody else backed off when Kyle fell to the ground and pointed his gun up, but Huber kept coming. He's uh, That's where he met his demise, so he was attacking Kyle. There's that one out. Um, we got Joseph Rosenbaum, lovely, lovely individual. Um, many, many counts of child uh, child 
um, rape, let's just say uh, child, not just, I was going to say pornography, but no, he actually got convicted on indecent things with a child and boys. And he served 12 years of that, but he made plea deals on other very wonderful individual. And he is seen running and chasing Kyle into a set of cars that are basically no way out because beyond the cars, there was uh, protesters standing around there. So, you know, you got you to gotta duty to retreat in every situation. Kyle Rittenhouse did that, and there he is, boxed in, and here comes the wonderful, lovely Joseph Rosenbaum, and he goes for Kyle's gun, and he meets his demise as well. And so when a juror, after 23 hours of deliberation, asked to take the jury instructions home. Is she sitting in a corner while the two sides are hashing it out going, I'm still stuck on day one. I need to go and find out that and check out the jury instructions. I don't know if that's the case, but why at this stage do you still need to go back to that? Because on day one, they asked for all the articles relating to self-defense. They asked for copies for every juror. That was day one. Day two, I think they, it was pizza night at the uh, jury room. I think they were just having fun. Day two, they asked to look at some video. They went down to the courthouse and watched some video. Day three, they figured out, you know what? If we just stay in here, the loud noises outside will eventually go away. And then we can go in and uh, get another free meal. How many free meals can we get from this? Are they really going to take this thing into the next week? The, the judge has already said he wants to bring in an expert to look at the video, the, the ones that the defense said, we need a mistrial with prejudice for because this video was not the video that the jury's looking at was not the same video that was handed to us. So he wants to bring in an expert and say, is this uh, predatory prosecution or is this in, is this video more preferential to the prosecution than the one that was actually shown in evidence? He wants to bring an expert into that. We're going to still see if jury watch continues tomorrow what we know now that there is probably, based on the questions we've seen, you can you you sat there as a juror through the whole trial. You saw the evidence, what was presented to you, and now you've had three days to pour over just a few videos. That's what we're talking about here. Just a few incidences. The whole riot, Kyle Rittenhouse is not on trial for the whole riot. So it's either Taco Thursday there, like it is at Liam Fitzpatrick's tonight, or some jurors are just really having trouble keeping up. It's like they give you an assignment at school, and on the day before it's due, you're like, can I have the instructions again on how to do the assignment? I mean, that seems a little strange asking for the jury instructions. That's the first thing they hand you. So we're going to see what's going on this. Something weird and nefarious is happening probably, or they're just playing cards and eating free meals. But there's a young man's life that's in your hands. A young man's life is in your hands. His whole future. you He's facing up to 60 years in prison. That's him dying in prison. And you guys are asking about jury instructions. You heard the evidence. Make a determination. You've had your thoughtful days. But now it's time to move on. Just like in Florida... Ron DeSantis went to Let's Go Brandon, Florida. Brandon, Florida, Ron DeSantis signed the new law that came out of the special session. And on Monday on the Buff Show, Ron Watson, the guy, the main guy who lobbied for this legislation, the special session is going to be right here on the Buff Show with us. It's pretty amazing. So DeSantis signed the new law, new law for to protect employees effective immediately Private employee COVID-19 vaccine mandates are prohibited for the China flu. Employees can choose from numerous exemptions, including but not limited to health or religious concerns, pregnancy or anticipated future pregnancy, past recovery from COVID-19. How about that? Real science. And it prohibits employers from passing along the cost of testing and PPE to employees. OSHA has rescinded their national vaccine mandate, making something like this able to sign. The Sixth Court District of Appeals, the Federal District of Appeals said, you can't do vaccine mandates on businesses. That is not your place as the federal government. 
And of course, we're not hearing anything from Joe Biden who's mumbling around the bridge going, look at the infrastructure we've built. Uh, Joe, the money hasn't been spent yet. But he doesn't even understand this thing that we've been railing against, against the Buff Show, hit a roadblock at the federal level. DeSantis signs this today. Employers who violate these employee health protections will be fined. Small businesses, 99 employees or less, will face $10,000 per employee violation. Medium and big business will face $50,000 per employee violation. Government entities may not require COVID-19 vaccinations for anyone, including employees. Five million dollars for the attorney general to investigate complaints we're finding you if you infringe on somebody else's liberties now we're talking for families what does this mean for my three boys new law protecting families here in florida effective immediately educational institutions may not require students to be china flu vaccinated districts may not have school masking policies no masking policies allowed you can wear one if you want to but don't make me wear one or my kids wear one school districts may not quarantine healthy students stop on that one for just one second my son was facing in middle school a big uh, assignment coming up and then turns out somebody ratted him out i guess by saying that their son had COVID, and they talked to him they put his name on the list now we're on the grid and he had to take two days off and that put behind in his assignments that was just two days they were quarantining thousands of healthy kids in florida messing up the entire school no more students and parents may sue violating school districts and recover costs and er and attorney's fees Governor DeSantis and the Florida legislators are standing up for parents' rights. No healthy child should be barred from learning because of a school board's radical policies. That's what I'm talking about. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. You stay with us. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hour drafts every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events tonight. It's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Friday's live music and happy hour, then brunch with $10 champagne over the weekend. Mention the Buff Show, get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. Get ready to take down a phone number and website address. Everybody's talking about solar, specifically about solar electricity, and there are a lot of bold claims being made about it. Maybe someone told you that a one-size-fits-all solar system will work for you. You can go off the grid. You can create a power plant on your roof and retire from selling the extra energy back to your power company. Or maybe you saw the TikTok claiming the government's giving away free solar. The list goes on. All Solar is committed to working with homeowners directly to offer them a dose of reality. All Solar Energy has been providing Floridians with solar pool heat, solar electric, and other energy reduction products since 1999. In addition to homeowners, All Solar is the number one choice for roofing companies, property management firms, national sales teams, and even other solar companies. To learn what's really possible and if solar will even work for you, call them or go to their website and request a free energy evaluation. Spend some time with an expert and get all your questions answered about your specific energy saving needs. Learn about how you can reduce your electric bill before you consider solar. Make a fully informed decision so you don't have regrets down the road. What do you have to lose? Here's their number 866-412-4218 and the website www.allsolarenergy.com Welcome back to the Buff Show. AM 950 94.9 FM The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Check us out on thebuffshow.com where you can click on the news page and catch out catch the very popular articles coming out from our next guest here, David Pollack. Go to thebuffshow.com, click on news right there at the top, not just politics with David Pollack. Great to have you back on the show, man. Excellent work this week. Matt, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure, and I, I enjoy writing for your viewers and your listeners, and um, it, it's been a fun experience, and I appreciate you having me. Oh, no, of course. I, I love doing this every Thursday with you, and it's just uh, really cool to talk about because – 
you have Joe Biden there. Um, you could have picked from anything. The walk across the bridge with the weird speech. The where's everybody go? <laughs> Where did everybody go speech? Um, when nobody wanted to come out and sign the bill with them. Um, so we went to, uh, oops, I crap my pants is the title of this one. What, yeah. what did you see? Was it with the Pope that you started all this? <laughs> well, you know, I try to set out to, um, have a little fun, to insert a little humor, discuss things that are somewhat serious, but try to do it in a way that, you know, can be kind of light. But at the same time, we talk about some, some more serious type things that are going on. So oop, I crap my pants was essentially. Um, just how are we going to discuss all of the things that are going wrong in this presidency? And I thought, what a good analogy. He craps his pants with the Pope and the country craps our pants with the election. And uh, so that was sort of the, uh, the the message there was just trying to draw a parallel to uh, an analogy and also uh, trying to creatively insert that the journalistic standard that we uh, relied upon in the Trump Russia collusion should be enough to assume that maybe he had, he did have an accident while uh, speaking with the Pope. So there's a lot of different things that I tried to bury in there, but it's just a fun title at the end of the day, right? Well, it's a I love the title because it's almost like America messed up and crapped exactly. her pants. Because uh, what exactly. we have here, when you when you brought up Afghanistan, right in yes, the article, yeah. Afghanistan, those uh, some of the surviving uh, family members were at the Patriot Awards last night on Fox News. Now I don't watch that. I don't I don't subscribe to Fox Nation or any of that crap. Even though I do like cops, I would like yeah. to get it to watch cops. But um, <laughs> the TV show Cops. Yeah. But um, you talked about that in the article. When you look at the f- five or six major, major horrific decisions, the top ones, yeah. there's yeah. been many more. Yeah. You got to put Afghanistan at the top of the list. I mean, I think that was the beginning of the of the end so early on in this presidency was, I think, you know, a lot of the, the arguments that you hear on, on, on the news networks for against, they're, they're kind of just the things you would expect to hear. You know, the president does this, we like this, we don't like this. I think Afghanistan was the one moment where all Americans were sort of shocked and horrified with the images they were seeing on TV. Um, and you um, include the press conference that happened, I think a day or two before Kabul fell, where, you know, the president was assuring Americans that, oh, you know, we're not gonna lose the city. And, you know, within a couple of days, it, the whole situation had changed. It seemed to even surprise our military. And the chaos that ensued in the aftermath I still still upsets, should upset most Americans. And the interesting thing is, and you know, we can't rely on our mainstream media to ever cover all of this. Afghanistan is still a mess. We still have Americans trapped behind enemy lines. We have allies and people who assisted us during the 20 year war trapped behind enemy lines. We're not hearing about any efforts to go and retrieve them. They're still unclear with how many people are still there. And we still have terrorist attacks. ISIS is attacking people in Afghanistan. ISIS is back. Where is oh, yeah, somebody somebody was killed yesterday. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and also in Uganda, ISIS is now attacking, it has allies now in Africa. We have now ISIS spreading their influence, ISIS-K in Afghanistan. And this is just one foreign affairs mishap that we're talking about here. And nobody's even talking about it. You know, and if you even look a little bit further to the north and east, you have Russia, uh, tens of thousands of troops building up on the Ukraine border, having a lot of people really concerned that we're, you know, in the midst of a large scale military conflict. You have China and Taiwan. Tensions are at, at all time highs right now over the reunification policy. The whole world seems to be going crazy right now. And we're talking about our, you know, rise in energy prices and the cost of beef, which are serious for Americans. But there's so much going on, so many crises. It's like, I'm not even sure where to, to, to begin. No, not at all. When you talk about the vote coming up this week, supposedly on the Build Back Broke pro, uh, plan. Yeah. The taxes are going to be raised on everybody. We're already yeah. seeing it with inflation, but you pointed out in your article, buffshow.com, click on the news page. Oops, I may have crapped my pants. David Pollack, not just politics. When you look at the, uh, when and we're bringing on a, a, a specialist from Heritage to talk, to, to talk this through, because when you look at this Build Back Broke plan, the taxes on everybody is going to be astronomical. And the the hit is going to be terrible. And then the illegals are going to benefit and the Afghans are going to benefit, but the Americans are going to pay for it all. 
Well, and, and that's the thing. You have uh, a prom, and, and, and this is, seems to be always a promise um, in every election year where they want to raise taxes. They always promise it's not going to affect the middle class, but it always inevitably does. You know, I remember when Obamacare was being put in, they were like, oh, this won't change. You know, you could keep your doctor if you like your doctor. This won't increase your health care costs. And then if you look, everybody's health care costs went up. Even the health care through the exchanges were unaffordable. And even here, now you talk about this infrastructure program where middle class tax rates are set to increase. And this is not just for people earning over $400,000, which is always, there's always this number that they say, oh, if you make over this, it's not gonna affect you. But here it will affect people, all people who pay taxes. And then you also look at the other taxes that we're paying that are not actual taxes, but the increased cost of goods, the inflation. You know, wages might be rising, but inflation is outpacing that. And I just saw an article that the US military is having concerns about readiness issues because our, our soldiers can't afford to feed their families and travel abroad at the same time. And so the military is having to release special payments to help offset the cost of inflation. I mean, these are hitting all Americans, especially middle-class Americans. And, and especially the unvaccinated Americans. <laughs> when you talk yeah. about the military, those are the, just yeah. the ones that have problems because, and they're vaccinated. They have those problems too. I mean, they're, the good news is OSHA um, has pulled back this ridiculous, tyrannical vaccine mandate on American businesses because the courts just aren't having it. You and I called it illegal from the beginning. This was another one that was just complete tyranny. And we, it looks like we might get a win on that one. Get off our backs about the stupid vaccine mandate. Yeah, you know, and, you know, deviating a little bit from the article, but the, the vaccine mandate itself, and we talked about this last week, you know, I think if you want to encourage people to take certain precautions or do certain things to keep themselves safe. The way not to do it is by telling them they have to. <laughs> and, you know, you look at a place, I, I was at a wedding and I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, I was at a wedding in New York and in New York where you have like the strictest vaccine mandate requirements, you have to show your card, masking everywhere. Everywhere I went, people were like, I don't want to see your vaccine card. Nobody was wearing a mask in certain parts of New York. And I'm like, I don't understand. I go to Publix in Florida and everybody's wearing a mask. And the difference is in Florida, you don't have to. So people want to wear a mask to keep themselves safe. They can, it's their choice. And they choose to sure. because they realize nobody's being forced to. And that's the thing. And you know, I'm not commenting on the eff efficacy of the vaccines or not, even though we're seeing that after even two doses, you might not be protected. Um, but at the same time, if people choose to get a vaccine, that's their choice. And the government yeah. mandating it, I think is the problem. Well, back to the article real quick, and you're yeah. exactly right. When you force people to do something, they automatically, it's a resistance. You automatically resist, and it's just a, a natural occurrence. Now, when you talk about the article, um, you, you made that famous quote in there about uh, Barack Obama saying, never underestimate. It's true. Yeah, what is it again? It's never underestimate uh, Joe Biden's ability to F things up. That's right. And yeah. when you you really laid out the supply chain issues, the, the yeah. gas issues and the shortages and the transportation department's complete disaster here yeah. um, when Mayor Pete went on vacation for a while. And, you know, it's almost it would have been worse if he stayed there because everything that guy touches turns to crap. And when you got yeah. him and Biden together, I mean, that is oops, I crap my pants right there with them two together. That is they everything they touch is a disaster. Well, I mean, and that's the and that's the point of the whole article is that all of these things are oops, I crap my pants. And at what point are we going to look at all of these issues and start to really wonder about what's going on? And if you look at um, the president's poll numbers, and this just came out, um, this Politico uh, morning console, 44 percent of voters approve of the job performance. And that's probably high considering their sampling. Forty six percent thinks he's mentally fit. Forty uh, percent thinks he's in good health. So I think the general that's all underwater. That's right. all underwater. Right. And so people are starting to feel like, hey, you know, is our president competent? That is a scary thought for for a large majority of people to have. I mean, if 46 percent say he's mentally fit. And again, that's a high number. Over 50 percent of Americans do not think he's mentally fit. When half of your own country and the most popular president ever to be elected in history if half of the people in the country, or at least the ones surveyed, think he's not mentally fit to lead, what do you think China is thinking, or Russia is thinking, or ISIS is thinking, yeah. or you know the enemies of Israel? People are all over this country going, wait a second, 
Americans don't even trust this guy. Who's going to stop us? And they're not wrong. I mean, we have so much um, going on right now in our own country domestically with vaccine mandates, with, uh, you know, supply yeah, chain prices. issues, yeah. with cost of goods. What do you think the morale is in our U.S. military right now, considering everything that's going on domestically? America is weak, unfortunately. And I think the country is starting to realize that and becoming a little bit nervous about it. And I think for the first time in a long time, people are starting to realize that elections have consequences. And, and that's the premise of this article is that, oh, man, did we mess up? Maybe we should pay attention next time we have a presidential election, because it's not just Democrat versus Republican, us versus them. I hate Trump. I don't hate Trump. This is serious. And I was, you know, I was talking to people who are, are generally not politically engaged and, you know, they, they may or may not vote in elections. And I was trying to explain to them why it was so important to be involved in the last election. And these are the things I was laying out. I said, you might not like the mean tweets. You might not like the demeanor of the former president. But that being said, the world respected America when Donald Trump was president. And our economy was growing when Donald Trump was president. Our supply chains were intact, even during COVID, when Donald Trump was president. And look how much has changed in just nine months. Oh, it's just unbelievable. And this is just 10 months into it. So 10 months, nine, exactly, yeah. Ten well, months, nine yeah. or 10, but each one feels like a year. Because <laughs> every day you wake up and see something more, something more expensive. David Pollack, not just politics, exclusively on the buffshow.com slash news page. You're really making something out of our news page. We love it. You're doing such a good job, David. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And when you guys see these articles, share it, all right? We'll be right back on The Buff Show. You stay with us. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Since 2012, Cellular Tronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair and electronics repair. We fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. We also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up, back covers are only $120. We have two locations to serve you in Sanford and DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call 407 407- 7302-3396. That's cellulartronics.com or 407-302-3396. Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM. The answer, Orlando, Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Check out thebuffshow.com for past interviews. And as you know, it's Thursday. That means Freedom Foundation Thursday on The Buff Show. I'm going to bring on the CEO of the Freedom Foundation, right? We've talked to everybody else. Why not Aaron With on The Buff Show? Aaron, great to have you. Matt, thank you for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Um, I'm I'm really glad you could make it today. I know you're traveling and stuff, so you guys have been doing great work. Last week with Ashley, we played the video of you, some of you guys' accomplishment, like reaching 100,000 cases and things like that. You're saving people all over the country money in their paychecks, and, and more than ever in this time, they need it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to me how many public employees that we're able to reach um, that still don't know they can leave their unions. I mean... As you've, as you've discussed on this show before, uh, government unions are the number one contributors to liberal politicians of the country. And I say that the scandal of this is that it's money that's being taken from teachers, from state employees, from city workers, county employees that have no idea that this money is being taken from them and funneled into liberal politicians. So when they learn that they can opt out, they opt out in droves. No, yeah, they do. And they and then they're very thankful, Aaron, because for crying out loud, they didn't even know they had that opportunity. And that's what a great organization like the Freedom Foundation is for. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. You're right. They they have no idea. And then it's like I said, it's eleven hundred dollars a year 
that they're putting back into their pockets. So, you know, if you're a teacher, uh, like my wife is, $1,100 a year, that's Christmas. That's a vacation uh, in the summer. I mean, it's not insignificant money for public employees. So when we go to their doors or we go to their offices or uh, we send them mail or emails, uh, they're delighted to hear about this. And more often than not, they'll choose to actually opt out. The biggest issue is that it takes a group like the Freedom Foundation to actually go and deliver this message because the government won't tell them and the unions certainly won't tell them. So it takes us to go out and actually do it. Why don't we hear your story? How did you get involved and get started with the Freedom Foundation? Where, Just tell everybody about your background. What was your story to get involved in this? Sure. My story started in Birmingham, England, um, really uh, an industrial town where industry died. Um, England, for those that don't know, is basically a socialist country today. And what I found, I came here to play basketball in college. But what I found moving here was that America was the land of opportunity, um, even in Oregon, where I uh, where I started out. Um, but the left and government unions in particular are trying to turn America back to the country that I just left uh, and try and create this socialist environment that doesn't work. So that's when I got put on fire for uh, freedom, the freedom movement and the Freedom Foundation in particular. And that's where I got my start is uh, fighting the left so that England, so that America doesn't turn into the socialist uh, environment that England is. No, that's good. We're fighting that right now with the Biden regime. I mean, let's talk about school boards for a second, because everybody just heard the term threat tags probably for the first time in a long time because they're not terrorists and they're not uh, sex traffickers. But when the school board, the school union uh, sends a letter to the Department of Justice saying, hey, we got really bad parents at the school boards and the threats and, and they're, they're causing threats. Can you guys do something about it? And then they do. And then Garland lies under oath about it and says they didn't do anything. So you're protecting, you're trying, I know the Freedom Foundation works with a lot of teachers. They, these parents are not threats. If anybody makes a threat, you don't need the FBI and the Justice Department to rain down on you. That's a local issue. No, and frankly, most teachers disagree with uh, with this analysis as well. That's what we've been able to speak to several teachers that completely disagree. The bottom line is most teachers just want to go to school and teach kids. They're not this radical group that the teachers union is, uh, which is why it's so important to separate the two. But yeah, I think what the left is trying to do is create two sides of society. They're trying to create uh, one side where you can be in Antifa, you can uh, riot downtown, destroy buildings. Uh, do all this stuff with no consequence, but then you have people that are trying to fight for their kids' education, um, and those are the people that were suddenly going to attack. It's complete. It's disgusting. The left's idea of society is totally sick. Uh, we need to protect these people uh, every way that we can. And I think that the real, what's really happened the past couple of years is parents have parents' eyes have become opened to what uh, what the teachers' unions are trying to implement in their schools critical race theory you know they kept kids out of schools for six months uh the masking of kids the forced vaccinations i mean these are ideas that your everyday person your everyday teacher your everyday parent completely disagrees with but the union has had a monopoly on taking money from teachers with no accountability until this point which is why we need to scale up this campaign to hold them accountable to their membership to stop them uh with their radical left agenda yeah, we have to. And the, when you talked about the relentlessness of the left, there's a story that came out today. Um, and, and by the way, during those six months with the lockdowns, that's how most parents found out about this stuff because they're looking over the shoulder of their kids with their laptops at home and going, what is this nonsense? But the Department of Education launched an investigation into, an, into a school board af after conservatives gained control. So even if the conservatives win... Here comes the left saying we need an investigation, but don't talk about the 2020 election. If, if they win, they're fine. But if, if a conservative wins and the union's going to come down hard on you, and man, I tell you what, I bet you guys deal with that every day, but I can't believe that happened to that school board. Yeah, it's amazing. The, the hypocrisy uh, of the left when it comes to election integrity as well. Uh, I put it I put it all down to the, to the unions and um, their that overreach into into politics at every level, the school boards, the state legislature, um, now the president of the United States, and of course, through Congress as well. Um, it's so important that we take the billions of dollars 
that the unions are funneling into these liberal candidates and put it back into their pockets of teachers and other hardworking employees. So they're not too big to fail. You guys are seeing success with this on every scale. I know you were working in Florida with the uh, benefits here and people were surprised everywhere. So it's not the unions aren't too big to be taken down. They've been, I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due. They figured out a way to take taxpayer dollars, funnel it into politics to buy politicians that will go and pursue their agenda and protect them. I mean, right. this, this is a multi-billion dollar industry, but we have everything on our side here at the Freedom Foundation. People want to leave. All we have to do is scale up our campaign in a way where we can tell all these public employees. There are 13 million public employees that pay dues to four unions. Our goal is to tell every single one of them that they can actually opt out and leave. And when you do that effectively, you'll start to replicate the results that we've seen on the West Coast already. For those of you that don't know, uh, the viewers that don't know, the Freedom Foundation started doing this on the West Coast. And it's only been this year uh, that we've expanded it out into 50 states. So this is the first year. And how long ago did you start? I, we started in 2014 doing this campaign in Washington State exclusively. Yeah. At that time, public employees couldn't even opt out of their unions. There was a very small population of home care providers uh, that were given the opportunity by the U.S. Supreme Court to opt out of their unions. So we started going door to door. I was one of those people that started going door to door to tell these people that they could leave. And then in 2018, the U.S. Supreme Court extended that right to all public employees. And that's when we scaled up on the West Coast to teachers and all those people and then now we're doing it in all 50 states. And do you have uh, do you guys lobby for uh, elected officials to hear your case and hear your side to help their constituents? You know, there's been no opportunity to do that up until this year, because on the West Coast, uh, getting the state legislatures to do something out there uh, was essentially impossible. Um, so we are looking at um, legislative reform that we can build in. Uh, Florida is one of those states, and there are several other uh, red states where we think that we can advance some some reform to push back on the on the union's monopoly on taking uh, dues from public employees. Well, you have to do that. You have to fight hard because, as we just talked about a few minutes ago, the left fights very hard, and the unions fight very hard, and they're well funded, and they have now, like you said, the president of the United States has their back, even though sometimes I don't think he knows it. <laughs> yeah, we. We as conservatives, I'm fed up of being on defense. I feel like we've been on defense right. the entire time. And most of that is due to the government unions. So this is a chance for conservatives to go onto offense. And I think once we can level the playing field and remove the government union's influence from politics, I think we're successful because our ideas are better. Our people are better. We're just outspent every election at practically every level, uh, which is why we really need uh, government union reform. Yeah, and that's some legislation that needs to be passed because they're already running the country. Maybe uh, what we saw on the school boards alone, where it, it literally came down to FBI threat tags, that hit people right, right between the eyes, right there. And if the beast keeps growing and nobody has reform to stop it, it's just going to be out of control. So, Aaron, I really appreciate the work you guys are doing. How can people jump in and help? And what if they have a question or a problem? Where do they go? Go to freedomfoundation.com, sign up to our emails. If you have any questions, reach out to our offices, the phone number and the web, and the uh, emails on there. Also, if you're a public employee listening, we have a website dedicated to information about how to get out of your unions. That website is optouttoday.com. Uh, that's what we exist to do. Optouttoday.com. All right, we'll get these links out there. Aaron, I know you're busy. What's the big plan in Arizona today? <laughs> in Arizona, we're doing, a, we're doing a lot of work to get people out of unions over here. As you probably have heard, there was a big issue at the Scottsdale um, school districts that uh, we've been doing some work on as well. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll get an update from Ashley on that one. That'll be great. Well, keep up the great work. Your organization is really helping people across the country. Aaron With, thank you so much for joining us on The Buff Show. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you having me. You got it. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us.
Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses and force on force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full time gunsmith on site. Sarah Coding Services, Laser engraving and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000. And at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Welcome back to the Buff Show. It's the final segment. We're making that turn around the corner. The chanter, the fans are chanting, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. And we're heading into the home stretch here on the Buff Show. So great to have you guys stay with us for this show and check out thebuffshow.com. And we got a special guest, first time guest to the Buff Show. We got to talk about this build back broke uh, bill they want to get signed here. Erica Jennick, welcome to the Buff Show. Great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh yeah, this will be this will be very interesting. We got a lot to cover here. Um, Erica is an advocate for the American dream. All right, so that'll tell you a lot about her thoughts on the Build Back Better thing. She's also director of economic opportunity and senior advisor for Americans for Prosperity. So it's great to have you. What have you seen so far that just made you want to pull your hair out in this Build Back Broke program? A lot, Matt. A lot, <laughs> but. Most recently, and, and what we're seeing right now is some of the government takeover of child care in America. And I know something about this because I'm actually nine months pregnant and I'm shopping for daycare right now. And there's already crazy wait lists, you know, for six months plus. And now this proposal by Biden and Bernie Sanders would be a complete takeover of child care and push out all of the smaller providers, really restricting access for working parents. Well, first of all, congratulations on the baby. If you go in labor right now during our show, I'm glad we are, you know, in different places. <laughs> Me too. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> but congratulations on that. And is this your first child? Yes, he is. Okay, we got three boys myself, right? And Biden and, and the Democrats have been talking about this costs nothing and this is great for child care. But you really dived into the numbers on this. When I was looking over your article, and we want to reshare this because uh, you called it Biden's help for child care would make middle class pay 13000 more. You broke this down by uh, brackets and in income. Yes. Yeah, so I wrote a, a piece for Inside Sources recently about what the Biden plan really means. And it sounds nice superficially, right, that the government's going to come in, subsidize child care. But what your listeners need to know is there's a ton of strings with that and someone does have to pay for it. Some of the mandates around it include that child care workers, which on average make about 25K in America, would have to make what a local public school teacher makes. So again, average in America is about 60 or a little, a little more than that. That is a crazy increase for tuition and prices for daycare alone, not to mention all the other mandates that would be included to have a one-size-fits-all curriculum, where as a parent, you don't have a say anymore, green energy building mandates, and suddenly the nanny sharing, the neighborhood pods, you know, things that moms have come to, to love after the pandemic would be, would just go away, out the window. Now, that means a lot more homeschooling and people not having the options they used to to be able to work two family jobs. But the problem with that, Erica, is that inflation is so high. I mean, one of my kids dropped the milk coming in. And I know you're not supposed to cry over spilled milk. But after being so depressed by prices in the store, my patience was pretty much gone. <laughs> I'm like, it's unbelievable. So to pay for all the things you need for this new baby and all the things we need for our children, limiting our options is just simply not an option. Exactly. And plenty of plenty of families make the choice for someone to stay home, someone to freelance or faith-based options. 
none of those, I mean, it's just unfair, right? <laughs> none of those yeah. scenarios get subsidies, right? And frankly, my choice to have a child should not be your choice. It's not your uh, responsibility to fund, right? My family. So it's no. fundamentally unfair. No, absolutely right. And that's what you talk about in the article about free money that comes from Washington. The child care subsidies comes with many strings attached. And that does make it to where I have to pay your cost. You have to pay mine. It depends on the income bracket. But this whole thing. And now we find out, Erica, that there are you don't need a Social Security number to get the child care benefits. And you know what that means? We're paying for all the illegal aliens in the country now. It's, it's really crazy, Matt, just all of the things that will be wrapped up in the social engineering of the Build Back Better plan. I think we should be concerned about as Americans, as parents, you know, if nothing else, something we saw from the recent Virginia and New Jersey state elections in the country is that there was a wave, right? There was a lot of pushback in education, parents being told that they shouldn't have a voice in how their kids are being taught. Well, this plan, again, would create a one-size-fits-all curriculum for daycare. So kids under five, right? Babies, infants. And I think, you know, as a soon-to-be new mom, like, I, I want to have a, a voice. I should have a voice, right, in how my, my child's cared for. So I think this should be a wake-up call for members of Congress to oppose the package. And I know even Senator Manchin has talked about how he's concerned about just how far these child care subsidies go. Well, Stephanie Murphy here in District 7 in Florida, right? She is always talking about the folks and how she wants to be a centrist, but she's all in on this bill. And this does not help her constituents. I mean, are, is Americans for Prosperity getting the word out to these politicians and senators? Are you, what are you guys doing as far as the lobbying effort? Yes. So Americans for Prosperity has a team on the Hill every day of the week. And then in Florida as well. This state chapter is led by Skylar Zander and Starla Brown. They've been doing a phenomenal job, particularly putting pressure on Representative Murphy because, you know, there's the whole costs of this crazy plan, right? Which is essentially a Bernie Sanders socialist takeover of America. But then there's the social engineering aspects, right? That I think we have to be concerned about too. And the programs, the new welfare programs that are built into this proposal, there's really fake sunsets. So when you hear, oh, it's paid for, well, because there's fake sunsets after a couple of years, what's going to happen, right? That it just, it doesn't just stop suddenly. Someone's got to pay up, right? And so yeah. essentially this Congress is putting future Congresses on the hook. But your, your listeners can go to americansforprosperity.org. They can take action in just 30 seconds and they can get connected to the state chapter with Skyler and Starla for local events and putting pressure on members of Congress. What set a fire in your life to get you involved with America's for Prosperity and, and go up to the ranks? What happened? <laughs> you know, I so I'm in New Jersey. I'm in North Jersey. Grew up here. I've actually lived in Florida, lived in Ponte Vedra as well. Uh, but, you know, New Jersey is an amazing state. I have so many loved ones here and I just, I love where I live. It's Northwestern New Jersey is beautiful. Uh, it's the garden state, but we're being taxed out. I mean, we can't afford to live here anymore. The, there's van line studies that show New Jersey is the number one out migration state in the country. And so I just wanted to get directly involved and fight at the state house Eventually, that led to D.C. as well and really make it be able to make a difference. And so now we're finally seeing in this country where Americans are connecting, hey, the government spending really is connected to inflation, to increased cost of living. I mean, I think I just saw today that the price of a turkey is up 14 percent since, since last year. Yeah, when we get together with the families, we're asking everybody to chip in. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable how 
costly everything is and in new jersey particularly you almost had a new republican governor except they found some ballots late there uh, murphy found some ballots oh there they are we, we, there they are <laughs> i know new jersey's known for corruption but your uh republican candidate was really running on taxes that was his number one platform and we've heard from Rick Meta and other uh, candidates in New Jersey that want to set the ship because you guys as parents and you guys as constituents in New Jersey, you're just being taxed out of your eyeballs. And now you got the Biden build back better stuff on top of that. Yeah, plus inflation, right? I mean, yeah. inflation is its own tax. So if you're getting a cost of living adjustment at work in New Jersey, I mean, other places too, it, it doesn't even matter, right? If you're paying so much more at the gas pump for milk for diapers for kids clothes it's really ridiculous and putting a lot of pressure on americans but again i would say that people are paying attention right now and that's what members of congress should be concerned about this upcoming vote well absolutely and there's way more to it than that that is just one aspect and i'm really glad you brought this to the forefront because this is one thing they're always talking about and Repeat those numbers again about the extra 30,000, because I really want to drive this home to um, to the listeners that are, are, are maybe thinking we shouldn't write our congressperson or we shouldn't call our congressperson. Talk about that again, how it just doesn't matter. The math doesn't work. Yeah. So just looking at the child care, some of the mandates that are in this proposal moving in Congress right now. A current daycare worker in America, on average, makes about 25000 right, depending where you are in the country. The mandate would be that they get paid at the same as a local public school teacher in their area. Again, on average, that's about sixty k or a little plus in America. Take that difference. That's, that's the difference in just staff costs alone, not to mention all of the Green New, uh, Green New Deal energy mandates for new yeah. building requirements that are going to be included. You know, I think I do want to mention just how we can make childcare more affordable in America. Sure. And that's getting rid of some of the unnecessary regulations. Some of the things I've dug up, the state of Oklahoma has a mandate for puppet to child ratio. Uh, many states, even if you have a, a nanny share at home, so maybe you know, I have a downstairs, I want to share a nanny with six other families. If I have paint chips that would on the wall, that would disqualify me. And when you add up all of these different things, providers are just overregulated. Then add the economic shutdowns from, from the pandemic last year, where they had to shut their doors, mandated by states for three to four months, they can't make it anymore. So all of these flexible options that parents really need are pushed off the table. And yeah. again, that's that's what that's what I need as a new mom. That's what other working parents need is to the ability to make the best choice for my family and have more flexibility. Well, Joe Manchin and all you Democrats that live in centrist districts or even conservative districts, think long and hard about this because you're going to break a lot of people in this country that are already under strain. Erica Jednick, thank you so much for coming on the Buff Show. America for Prosperity. It's just amazing insight that you have. And thank you for giving us the tools to fight this battle. Matt, thank you so much for having me. All right, sounds good. We are out of time, unfortunately, on this Buff Show Thursday, so we will see you guys next time. You stay smart out there. Patriot, God being patriot. Pricing why they mad, cause I'm really maybe faking it. Free speech advocate, it's on my mind, I'm saying it. I'm about to buy another gun and ain't nobody taking it. Gun toting, Bible reading, God believing truth, speaking American, this magazine, Democrats come.